Hi, it's Hal Anderson. Thanks a lot for checking out my podcast. You're really going to like today. It's Friday. So it's Friday fun day with Fiona Odlum. Actually, two of my favorite people on the podcast, Fiona and also Dr. Cyrus Dirksen, who you can find at drcyrus.com or here on the podcast. I hope you will rate the podcast and I hope you will subscribe to it. And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the podcast. All right, 1.32, Fiona Odlum, Friday Fun Day with Fiona. Fiona, why am I playing Millie Vanilli, for heaven's sake? Because that song dropped 29 years ago. Can you believe, can you remember when that song came out? It was such a huge sensation. P.S. Hi, good afternoon. Oh, yes, sorry. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> and, um, and then the scandal. Like, it was so scandaloso. Like... Do you remember, like, just, like, the world going crazy over that? Yes. And, in fact, you know what? I So, 29 years ago today, did you say that song? Yeah, yeah. 29. Uh, in speaking, uh, speaking of the scandal. Oh, let, spanking. Let me, let okay. Me, no, no, it's not spanking. Speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a real Friday here. It's Friday the 13th. Uh, oh. Okay, let me play. You, you talked about the scandal. Let me play this yeah, yeah. report for you. This news report okay. from 1990. Yeah. Take a listen. Girl, you know it's true. The truth is, Millie Vanilli were living a lie by pretending to sing when they did not. This is a fairly embarrassing episode when you have people who not only cannot go out on tour and reproduce their songs really in any way, but who also turn out not to have sung on their own records. That's really a bit of a scandal. The two performers involved, Rob Pilatus and Fab Morvan, released a statement claiming they were actually prevented from singing by their own producer, the same man who first revealed that their voices were silent. You know what, though, Fiona? Now, yeah. no big deal, right? Things have changed right? so much. I know. It's yeah. weird because back then, you're right, it was a huge scandal. Now, it was it's, all major. About, it's all about lip syncing and auto-tuning mm-hmm. your voice. And yeah, it's not, it's not the deal yeah. it was back then. Yeah, no, like nowadays, like you totally accept the fact that like some artists are just made in the studio yeah. and they cannot go out on tour. But like, okay, so I'm, I was I was thinking all morning, I'm like, okay, well, what could be comparable to that? Like, okay, maybe when Ashley Simpson got busted yeah. uh, lip syncing on SNL, right. like, and, and then like maybe like when uh, Miley Cyrus and what's his face, uh, Robin Thicke were grinding on each other, but that's just like at the music awards. Yeah. Like, I can't really think of anything else that was as big as that. Like, I mean, feel free for listeners to call in and, and and remind us of some things that we're forgetting about, but gosh, and like that ruined their lives. Like they were pariahs. Yeah. Yeah. And now, uh, you know, and, and I think it's true that now more than ever, If you go to a concert, it's not so much about whether that artist is lip syncing or not, because in some cases they are. It's more about the lights and the show and Mm -hmm. the video behind and all that stuff. You know, in 2018, it's more about the splash than it is about how well that person or, or those artists sing. Well, and I think that's exactly why Pink can afford to charge 
three, four, five hundred dollars for tickets because she actually sings. Right. And you're also going to get a show. So, like, you know, it's going to be really great. You know, yeah. if you go to Britney Spears, it's completely like a, a soundtrack and yeah. she just gyrates. So, yeah. yeah, you know, like, it's crazy. But let me tell you, that song will get me on the dance floor. I'd get it back up there and shake it to that song. Which oh, one? Millie the, the, Vanilli. The, oh, really? Okay, well, then let me play it again so we can get you on the dance floor. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, uh, moving along, because we have lots to talk about here today. Yes. Uh, Kim yes. Kardashian, a social media, they get these stars to uh, uh, to do posts on social media, and mm-hmm. I was blown away. Like I knew they got paid a lot of money, but I never dreamt yeah. that they would get paid this kind of money. Kim Kardashian, in one post about... I think it was a morning sickness pill. Yeah, it was a morning sickness pill she promoted in a post on Instagram. That one post made her more money than the president of the United States' salary for an entire year. She got half a million dollars for one post on Instagram. And you know what? Good for you. Like, seriously, make that money. Like, it's ridiculous out there. Like, like honestly, okay. If you were going to go on Insta and be Insta yeah. famous, how, right. what would you shill? Like, be serious. Like, what would you sell? Well, what would I sell? Oh, I thought you said show. What yeah. would I sell? I, well, probably yeah. my pillow because that's what I talk about on the radio all the time with Jeff Courier and, and we love our my pillows. But no, um, what would I show? Don't get me started on people oversharing yeah. on, on social media. But no, I, I think social media can be a real valuable way to get stuff out there. And I agree with yeah. you completely. If she can get half a million dollars for posting on Instagram, you go girl. Yeah. Okay. So listen, I recently bought something off of Instagram because a celebrity um, <laughs> endorsed it. How? Be kind with what I'm about to say, okay? Oh boy, What? Pinky swear? Yes. What did you get? Because <laughs> I remember we used to give Brian Barkley a really hard time about wearing his Crocs and socks. Yes. So Drew Barrymore has a line of Crocs. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that. No. I bought them. They, they, they have come back big time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I got them. I yeah. love them. And I, I, lo- and, I love, and I love Drew Barrymore. She's fantastic. Right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like her and Queen Latifah and I should be like, like, you know, best friends. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that laughing there? Who's the, there? Oh, say hi to, yeah, you You don't know about this. Uh, I have an intern. Oh. And it's, uh, yes, it's Navi the intern. Navi, say hi to Fiona. Hi, Fiona. Hi, Navi. Yes. How are you? I'm good. And yourself? <laughs> oh, good. Welcome to the party. All right. Thanks for having me. Okay. Yeah. Get off I- the microphone. You're hogging my time. <laughs> I'm done with you. I'll keep that in mind for next week. You know what? I'll tell you, Navi Navi has been fantastic. And the best part is, like, it's nice having help and all that kind of stuff. The best part of Navi is the chuckling in the background. Because I go, I'm I'm saying, oh, I'm saying something funny. I made Navi laugh, right? So that's the best part of this whole thing. So, yeah, you do hear little chuckles in the background. That's uh, that's Navi. Um, What else here? One more. Oh, I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, Mm -hmm. Justin Bieber is marrying Haley Baldwin. This is one of... Uh, the Baldwin brothers, Stephen Baldwin's daughter. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. apparently Justin Bieber went to him, Stephen Baldwin, and said, can I ask your daughter to marry me? He went and asked for permission, which is pretty old school, especially for Justin Bieber. Is that still a requirement, do you think, Fiona? I absolutely think so. And, you know, when I got married, uh, uh, my husband didn't ask my dad. And I was kind of surprised by that because, like, my dude, he's pretty old school, you know. I was really, really shocked. And so, you know what? 
Okay, we were talking about J, uh, Justin this morning. I was going to call him JB because, you know, we're friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the Beebs, I actually think, you know, he, like they're going to actually get married. I don't know how long it's going to last, but like him versus Ariana Grande, I don't think Ariana Grande is getting down the aisle with her engagement at no, all. Eh? Oh, no, boy. I don't. But you wow. know what? I kind of like this like new Justin. I think he's super cute. Uh, yeah, I guess I, what do I know? I'm going, yes, I agree. <laughs> I, I have no, I have absolutely no idea. Um, I just, I feel like there's, there's something with, uh, Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez that I think will yes. always be there. Right. She's and the Camilla kind of, she'll always be there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Chuck could not, uh, you know, <laughs> Can't yeah. shake that. right. Exactly. And Mm-mm. I kind of feel like maybe down the line at some point they might end up back together again. I would be worried oh. if I was Haley Baldwin, I would be worried. Well, don't forget, though, that Selena and Justin share a dog that they adopted from the Winnipeg Humane Society. That's right. So they'll always have that connection because they got to check in on that pupper, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Winnipeg's in their heart. Do you they know for them. a fact that they share the dog? Like it, it spends time with both of them or has one of them got it? I think Selena has the dog, mm. but... You know the way puppies work. Yes. They, they bring people together. Oh, I saw on your social media feed that today is the third birthday for your girls. No, the ninth. Oh, the ninth. They're nine, how? What? Oh, my. I know. Today is their ninth? Yes. Oh, oh I messed it God. up. Wow. My little Lundar Manitoba puppies. Yeah. I love them so much. Ruby yeah, they, and, uh, and Louie. Louis. Yes, they're Mm -hmm. so good. I, you know what? I have to say, listen, I'm going to be like super sad girl, but my dog that I had before them, and this has caused me like a whole bunch of anxiety, but my dog that I had before them, I just had this like feeling that she wasn't going to make old bones. And I just kept on thinking in my head, oh, we just got to get to 10. We got to get to 10. We got to get to 10. And she died at nine. Mm -hmm. And now my girls are at nine and I'm going into meltdown mode. They're super healthy. Like they're great. Like there's no problem. I know, but you start thinking in those terms, eh? Yeah. yeah. We're kind of going through the same thing in our house because, of course, we had PETA and Hershey for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then PETA, we unfortunately had to put PETA down. Uh, She was having some. And now we're starting to. Hershey's 14. And so now. Yes. And she's still like a puppy. But we're starting to notice now. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, one day we took her out for a walk at the park and we got home. Next day she woke up. She could hardly move. And we had to take her in. And she's got a bad back, right? So, yeah, so you start realizing, and then we start going, oh, no, are we going down the same road we went with with PETA? You start to worry, absolutely, yeah. Wait a minute, is Hershey the wienery dog one? Yeah, Hershey's part wiener dog, part basset hound, yeah. And they always have bad backs. And they do have bad backs, although Hershey has been very lucky so far, but she's in her old age. Uh, What is she now? Seven, uh, 98. She's 98 in real years, in dog years, uh, at 14, but she's uh, starting to feel the old age. Fiona Odlum is here, Friday Fun Day with Fiona, starting to get some uh, text messages in about uh, asking Mm -hmm. for permission to propose, uh, Fiona. Let me read a couple Mm -hmm. here. Uh, Alex says, not only would I ask, but I did ask happily. Nice. Mm. And uh, by the way, he said yes. 
Alex uh, throws in awesome. at the end. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> another one here. I guess I would if she wanted me to. Feels really old school, though. Yeah, it kind of does feel old school now. I don't think it's really a necessity, but I think some people do it because almost like a wink to the past, right? With with yeah, it being very traditional. Tradition. Yeah. Now, did you now? Correct me if I'm wrong. Jackie's dad has passed. Jackie, yes, uh, but her mom. Mom. So did you um, ask her mom? Yes, I did. I I took her mom out. <laughs> You're gonna laugh. <laughs> I took Jackie's mom out for yeah. uh, ribs because I knew that would put oh her, I knew that would put her in a good mood. How Anderson? She wanted to right? go. I took her for wait, lunch. Wait a minute. Did you use a gift card? No. I know you. No, I, no, I, I did know. not. Oh, no. you are lying. No, I oh. did not. But it was the Pony Corral. Oh, and, you uh, used a gift no, card. No, I did not, Fiona. I did not. And I'm being honest. I said to I said to Taffy, that's your mom. I said, Taffy, I want to take you out for lunch. She knew fully well what was going on, right? She knew. And yeah. I said, do you want to go out for, for lunch? And she goes, yes. Where have they got good ribs? I said, pony. And she said, I'm in. And we went, and so I mean, I knew we did. I didn't really ask permission, but I we had a yeah. conversation about uh, you know our our life together and what that looks like and how she felt okay. about it, and yeah, yeah, because okay. Kathy okay. is a very traditional person. You she remember, is. you remember oh. at the wedding when she got a hold of the microphone, right? <laughs> yeah, in front of yeah. two hundred, in front of a hundred people or whatever it was. She is here's she what I into you. here's what I need from you. Here are my expectations. Oh yeah, yeah. she is a strong woman, just like her daughter. Her daughter got oh. that too. Yeah. But okay. Anyhow. Question. Yes. Okay. So I know you're lying about the gift card, but no, whatever. No, I'm we'll not. <laughs> but whatever. Number two, when you went out for that lunch, because yeah. I know you're a big softy, did you cry? I didn't did you cry. cry t- no, not there. No, no. I, I didn't cry there. No, no. In, no. in your car afterwards? No, 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 no. It was a happy thing. It was happy, and oh, it good. wasn't even yeah. tears of happiness. No, it was just yeah. uh, we 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 went and enjoyed ribs, and then uh, you know we uh, we got married. That's all you need to know. Um, oh God, let me... Hal, please never change. Please never ever change. I love that your stories revolve around ribs. Well, oh, and it, and, uh, all I can do is tell you the truth, right? I can't tell you a lie. I got to tell you the truth. Uh, you know it. me. I love it. You know I me. I know you. I know. Um, it is Barbershop Music Appreciation Day. It's Collector Car Appreciation Day. Mm. Embrace Your Geekness Day. Are you a geek about <laughs> anything, Fiona? Um, yeah, I'm a hardcore geek about the Golden Girls. Like, big time. Like, it's it's kind of embarrassing. No, it's embarrassing for others that they don't share my love of the GGs. <laughs> you know, it's hard on them. Yes. I have, like, I have every Golden Girl action figurine that is available I have people texting. Wait, wait, wait a minute. There are golden girl action. They should be golden girl in action figures. <laughs> no, I have lots of them. I have multiple sets and like, wow. cause I have, yeah, I have like, well, you know, I have a couple houses like across the country. And yes. So, uh, each room I have, each house I have like a golden girls themed bedroom. Hmm. Of course, always of Blanche Devereaux. I was just going to say, wh- who is your favorite? <laughs> oh, Blanche. Yeah. But you know, I I want to be Blanche so hard, but I know I'm a Dorothy. It's okay. <laughs> I don't even it's know okay. what that means. I have no idea what that even means. Uh, it is also Fool's Paradise Day, Friday What's the thirteenth. I don't know. Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> Are you at, a, a, at all worried about uh, when it's Friday the thirteenth, Fiona? Oh, 
Listen, I am not a little stitious. I am superstitious, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like big time. Yeah. So uh, this morning when we were doing the show, uh, so, okay, so what happened? Uh, light burnt out. Uh, I broke the weather computer system. We had to reboot yeah. the entire building. Wow. Then the prompter went down. Then a light almost fell down. Gee. Yeah, mm. I, I am. I'm 100 superstitious. What about you? Um, not really. No. Mm -mm. no. No. Not 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 really. No, I'm not really all that uh, superstitious. No. It's also okay, uh, mm, go. I, I have to tell you one more thing. So, um, my friend Jolaine, she likes to read my cards, and so every once in a while, like this is how superstitious. It's ridiculous. She reads my cards. So she read my card the other day, and it's always like um, like a. Um, like animals. So I, I drew the grouse. So like a prairie chicken. And it was all about like, oh, you're dancing, you're spinning, you're making decisions. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, whatever, whatever. I'm not even joking. I saw two grouse the next day. <laughs> what does that mean, though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and you're worried about it, I can tell. I'm, I haven't stopped thinking about it. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> uh, just quickly, let me finish the list here. French Fries okay, okay. Day, French Fries Day, mm -hmm. Motorcycle Day, and uh, World Cup Soccer Day, apparently. Have you been into the World Cup Soccer at all? Yeah, I've been watching it off and on, but I have to tell you. Because I know I've Derek is into it big time, eh? Oh, yeah. 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 He loves the soccer, Derek mm. Taylor. He's all over it. Who would have thought Croatia and yeah. France, right? right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's bananas to yeah. me. It's going to be great. I Oh, man. You know what I love? I love when people on Corden get so nutso and they're driving up and down honking with yeah. their flags. That's my most favorite thing. Yeah. Well, none, of, none of that this year with no Italy, you know, not mm, even sure. not even there. Didn't have a chance at it. Uh, we're almost out of time. I want to squeeze maybe one or two more subjects okay. in here. Um, okay. The worst thing that happens while watching a show, what does annoy you when you're watching a show? So, for example, they've done a study, and 40% of people say the most annoying thing while they're watching TV is their partner. 40% say the partner mm -hmm. bugs them, does something that annoys them. Another one, uh, top one, is advertise ads, advertisements, uh, and a ringing cell phone is also on the mm. list. Would, would uh, Derek be one of your main peeves yes. when you're yes. watching TV? Yeah. Absolutely. He does this. He's it's freaky. I don't like it. He sleep. He, he's he's always short asleep. So he's always catching these little little cat naps, mm -hmm. but he falls asleep with the remote control in his hand. And so the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, OK, now's my time to like strike and get the remote out of his hands. And the second you just slightly move. Oh, oh no, I'm awake. I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm like, no, you weren't watching <laughs> at all. Yeah. Like, right. It's, Ooh. Yeah, I think that I can be. I think that can be a big frustration when one uh, person in the relationship likes to control the remote. Right? That's yeah. that can be a real a real bother. Yeah. Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. Hello, Doc. Oh, hang on a second. Your mic hey. doesn't want to work. How are you? It's Friday the 13th. Oh. I, guess, I guess we should start there. Nothing seems to be... Well, actually, today's not bad. But, for example, my mic for you didn't work there. Friday the 13th, mm. we talk once in a while about yep. unrational uh, fears or yes. uh, things like that. 
Irra- is it irrational? I think irrational. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> irrational. Um, I guess Friday the 13th would be one of those, eh? Oh, definitely. Yeah. People could pick all kinds of stuff and mm. add a little bit of history and a few negative experiences and superstition comes right mm. around the corner. You know, it's uh, bad things happen, but when you start to associate meaning with it and you start to look for it, it can uh, it can really add up for some. Right. And we can kind of push the snowball down the hill, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we can kind of cause it to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you're not feeling good, when you're anxious or, or different things like that, then um, people become more aware. So, for example, if you have uh, an experience in your body and you're anxious in your body, then you can start to have negative thoughts about it. And all of a sudden, that was a bad day because I was worried about my shoulder and I thought I had cancer in there or something like that because of the pain. And now something that would, could have been nothing. Mm. And if you hadn't worried about it, it would have been nothing. Now it was a bad day. And so that kind of thing can happen on Friday the 13th. It's like, well, I was worried about, uh, I was worried in general, all of a sudden this small thing happened and I really worried about it because it was Friday the 13th and now it was a bad day. And all of a sudden you have confirmed the uh, the expectation. Yeah. I have a friend who will have a great day and he'll go, I was wearing that shirt on that great day. <laughs> and so he wears that shirt when he yes. needs a good day, right? <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, for sure. Some people just come yeah. to this so naturally. Right. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. All right. Uh, you're a Winnipeg kid, right? You grew up in yes. Winnipeg. Yeah. I grew up in a small town in Southern Alberta oh, called dear. Picture Butte. And so let's talk about this because there is new research that shows Rural people are happier than urban people. I don't country, believe it. <laughs> <laughs> country people are happier than city people. Oh, dear. I don't know where this came from. <laughs> you don't buy it? No, no. I, I think it probably does have uh, some validity. You know what? There's a huge difference between, um, or it's a significant difference between living in the city and living in rural life. I've never actually lived rurally, so mm. I, I don't have that personal experience to draw from. Yeah. Uh, but I do know that if you were to compare potentially moving from uh, you know, Winnipeg onto, uh, and then moving to a farm in Manitoba, uh, that could be a bigger psychological shift than like, uh, moving to London or, uh, moving to Paris or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, going from one big, uh, city to another big city, some, even in another country can have less of an impact on you than going, uh, just outside the perimeter. Right. Um, so it is a, it's a bigger shift than people think sometimes. And, uh, and I think you probably, I don't know if they really took this into consideration. That is like just moving to the country doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be happier on day five. You know, like, uh, there's a pretty big, because it's so different, there would be quite a culture shock. I think that would happen to you. A lot of adjustment would have to happen to actually make that shift. But yeah, some things that we think mm. are important maybe aren't as important as we thought. Yeah. Uh, like having... Uh, a lot of entertainment nearby might not be as important as uh, having a community uh, or having regular access to a church, apparently, hmm. or spending less on your house uh, or having a short commute. The short commute was interesting because I thought, hey, well, you're in the country. That's a longer commute, but wait but a minute. But it's less time. Well, yeah. But all, yeah. the other thing is if you're on a farm, no maybe, stress. maybe you're just working you know, in the barn, just <laughs> across right. across your driveway. Yeah. So uh, maybe the commute is less. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, or yeah, or or even if it's miles to get to mm. where you're going, you're right. not dealing with traffic and the things oh, that stress right. you yeah. out, right? Yeah. Maybe that's it. I don't know. True. I mean, people who come from the country sometimes have a lot of trouble with yeah. uh, with some things that we take for granted, like the traffic, and mm-hmm. and maybe it affects us more than we think. Yeah. My dad was like that. Uh, uh, 
he would have his, we grew up in a small town, and right. then Lethbridge was the city that was 20 minutes away, and it was maybe 50, 60,000 people, so not right. very big. But my dad, when he would go into Lethbridge, he would have his routes that he felt comfortable taking, right? right? Yeah. Dad, we got to go downtown. No, we're parking over here and we're walking. Because <laughs> he had his areas where he felt okay going, yeah. and he to him... That was crazy. Right. I'm not driving in that madness, you know, right. the madness of eight cars, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, anyhow, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> well, how. that same, like going back to that same point, people coming from the country, moving into the city, often have a really tough time yeah. adjusting. And even decades later, will still want to go back. Yeah. And and vice versa. I mean, I haven't seen quite the decades with, uh, you know, moving to the country, but I have uh, seen people in my office who are struggling with stress because they moved to the country. And, um, and they're having difficulty with the adjustment there too. So it is a really different experience, and um, and so that's something. It's it's amazing, really. Yeah, maybe it's different stresses. You know, I was giving that some thought. Like uh, a lot of parents want to move to a smaller community to bring up their kids in a better area, right? They worry right. about yep. city life. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you do that and it's not the same stresses, but there are other stresses. Mm-hmm. I can kind of see why country life or or a more rural life might mm-hmm. be appealing. Yeah, and uh, you have to be careful though, because sometimes you go somewhere like that and you raise your children in a certain environment that's different than maybe what you're comfortable with. And then you might be surprised when all of a sudden, um, they don't have the same culture that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you maybe inside are still a city person, but now you've actually raised a country person mm-hmm. and um, that's going to stick with them. Yeah. I've seen that with people who have gone overseas or different things like that where all of a sudden, uh, you know, they've raised somebody in Mexico or something like that when they were on a trip, like a long, long-term trip. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now their child is actually uh, more familiar with Mexico than they are with Canada right. and have a lot of trouble adjusting back. Yeah. Uh, so something to think of. Meditation. Boy, mm. I, I know this has been around for a long time, but more and more lately I've been reading about meditation and or call it other things like prayer or, or whatever. Uh, there's new research you've got to study that says 10 minutes of meditation can be very beneficial, correct? Yeah, I, I, it doesn't take as long as, as people think. We have these perceptions of, you know, uh, maybe kind of places in in eastern parts of the world where yeah. spend people, their entire day yes you meditating, know right. you know on a rock on looking at the ocean yeah. or something I don't know what, what the movie has told me but that's kind of what I picture sometimes and uh, so if it seems very intense it seems very painful a lot of suffering involved and um, it seems kind of impossible really and oftentimes it's not nearly as arduous as people would think and. Um, so, uh, that means it's more available to us and it also means we have fewer excuses for not doing it. Mm. Um, so yeah, we can all find 10 minutes, yeah, right? Generally speaking, you know, you, you can set aside a few minutes to, uh, change the way that your brain operates mm. and, uh, it really does create a shift in your brain to be able to, uh, take that kind of intense break. I got up this morning and realizing it was Friday the 13th, and for whatever reason, I didn't, the first thing I did was not turn on the radio. Right. And as I was getting ready for my day, and I was sitting there in the chair, I kind of went, oh, I don't have the radio on. And I just sort of put my head back for a few minutes, and I just kind of, you know, I thought, okay, my, my day's about to start, and I don't normally do that. But you know what? It probably was good for me today because mm-hmm. I've had a couple things that haven't gone exactly the way I wanted them to go. <laughs> Wednesday, I had a day like that. Made me crazy. Today, I'm now I don't know if it was that few minutes I took this morning or the fact that I'm, uh, you know, an hour and 15 minutes away from the weekend. But for whatever reason, um, so yeah, maybe it's not a bad idea. No, you know, we, we do... Um 
need to take breaks, the longer that you have to sit and focus, the harder focus is to do. And so just like if you were to work out and... Uh, if you're to work out consistently, like just lifting weight after weight after weight using that same muscle, uh, it just it's just very intuitive to know that you're not going to be able to lift as much and you're not going to be able to lift it as fast. But if you take a short break, you're just going to be able to, to really push harder and get more done overall. One of the things, though, is people often take the wrong kinds of break, like stopping to have a coffee, right. stopping to vent to your friend. Those or even having a, just having a snack, those are kind of the things that people do for taking a break during the day. They're often not very helpful. Mm. Uh, so it's actually better to do something where you detach from, your, uh, from what you're doing. So to do something physical, uh, to set a new goal, to learn something new even, um, and, or to do something humorous, like watch a funny video uh, or to look at nature for a little while. I actually have a saltwater aquarium in my office, and that does me wonders just to kind of look at that for a minute. Yeah. And uh, look at Nemo and Dory and uh, see what they're up to. And uh, those kinds of breaks actually have a, have a significant difference from, uh, you know, just having a coffee. Yeah. Well, Rob just texted in. I'll read this, 204-780-6868, kind of what you just said, Doc. Rob says, sun gazing is the best for depression and anxiety. As far as I'm conce- uh, concerned, your bare feet need to be in contact with the soil. That's according to Rob. <laughs> but kind of to what you said about, yeah. you know, getting outside, yes. enjoying it. And actually, we talked about this with Carolyn Klassen the other mm. day, too. Same thing. She said, man, when the weather's like this, get outside. Yeah, It'll right. help your mental health. There's and, something about nature yeah. that uh, apparently water and nature that have been shown to be different from other things. Mm. And uh, so it is really more effective. It's not... Well, I guess it is in your head, but I was going to say it's not just in your head. It's a real thing. <laughs> it is in your head. <laughs> it is in your yes, head. Yes, it is. You should know that best, yes. Doc. Yeah. 